Section five of Ingersoll on Robert Burns. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is a duet by Michelle Fry reading Ingersoll's lecture, interspersed with Robert Burns' poetry, read by Kay Williams. His Theology burns was superior in heart and brain to the theologians of his time he knew that the creed of calvin was infinitely cruel and absurd and he attacked it with every weapon that his brain could forge he was not awed by the clergy and he cared nothing for what was called authority he insisted on thinking for himself Sometimes he faltered, and now and then, fearing that some friend might take offense, he would say or write a word in favor of the Bible, and sometimes he praised the scriptures in words of scorn. He laughed at the dogma of eternal pain, at hell as described by the preacher. A vast, unbottomed, boundless pit, filled full of low and brunstein, was raging flame and scorching heat, would melt the hardest windstain. The half asleep start up with fear, and think they hear it roaring, when presently it does appear, twas but some neighbor snoring, asleep that day. The dear old doctrine that man is totally depraved, that morality is a snare, a flowery path leading to perdition, excited the indignation of Burns. He put the doctrine in verse. Morality, thou deadly bane, thy tens of thousands thou hast slain. Vain is his hope, whose stay and trust is. In moral mercy, truth and justice, he understood the hypocrites of his day, hypocrisy in mercy's spirit. That holy robe, oh, dinna tear it, spare it, for their sakes waff and wear it, the lads in black. But your cursed wit, when it comes near it, rivets after back. Then orthodoxy yet may prance, and learning in a woody dance, and that fell cur called common sense that bites he sair. Be banished over the sea of France, let him bark there. They talk religion in their mouth, they talk of mercy, grace, and truth. For what? To gee their malice scooth on some pure white and hunt him down, or right and ruth, to ruin straight. Doctor Mac, Doctor Mac, you should stretch on a rack, to strike evil doers with terror, to join faith and sense upon any prentice, was heretic, damnable error. Doctor Mac was heretic, damnable error. But the greatest, the sharpest, the deadliest, the keenest, the wittiest thing ever said or written against Calvinism is Holy Willie's prayer. O thou, one the heavens dost dwell, what, as it pleases best thyself, sends ain to heaven and ten to hell, all for thy glory, and no for any good or ill they've done afore thee. I bless and praise thy matchless might, when thousands thou hast left in night, that I am here afore thy sight for gifts and grace, a burning and a shining light to all this place. What was I, or my generation, that I should get sick exultation? I, 
What deserves sick, just damnation for broken laws? Five thousand years afore my creation, through Adam's cause. When frame and mither's womb I fell, the mighty plunged me into hell, to gnash my gums, to weep and wail, in burning lake, where damned devils roar and yell, chained to a stake. Yet I am here, a chosen sample, to show thy grace is great and ample. I am here, a pillar in thy temple, strong as a rock, a guide, a buckler, an example to all thy flock. In this poem you will find the creed stated just as it is, with fairness and accuracy, and at the same time stated so perfectly that its absurdity fills the mind with inextinguishable laughter. In this poem Burns nailed Calvinism to the cross, put it on the rack, subjected it to every instrument of torture, flayed it alive, burned it at the stake, and scattered its ashes to the winds. In 1787, Burns wrote this curious letter to Miss Chalmers, quote, I have taken tooth and nail to the Bible and have got through the five books of Moses and halfway in Joshua. It is really a glorious book, End quote. This must have been written in the spirit of Voltaire. Think of Burns with his loving, tender heart, halfway in Joshua, standing in blood to his knees, surrounded by the mangled bodies of old men, women, and babes, the swords of the victors, dripping with innocent blood, shouting, This is really a glorious sight. A letter written on the 7th of March, 1788, contains the clearest, broadest, and most philosophical statement of the religion of Burns to be found in his works. Quote, an honest man has nothing to fear. If we lie down in the grave, the whole man, a piece of broken machinery, to moulder with the clods of the valley, be it so. At least there is an end of pain and care, woes and wants. If that part of us called mind does survive the apparent destruction of the man, away with old wife prejudices and tales. Every age and every nation has a different set of stories, and as the many are always weak, of consequence they have often, perhaps always, been deceived. A man, conscious of having acted an honest part among his fellow creatures, even granting that he may have been the sport at times of passions and instincts, he goes to a great unknown being, who could have no other end in giving him existence but to make him happy, who gave him those passions and instincts, and well knows their force. These, my worthy friend, are my ideas. It becomes a man of sense to think for himself, particularly in a case where all men are equally interested, and where, indeed, all men are equally in the dark. Religious nonsense is the most nonsensical nonsense. Why has a religious turn of mind always a tendency to narrow and harden the heart? All my fears and cares are for this world. End, quote. End of section five.